0: Hello Conscious Creators, it's Thursday, so that means we are back with a brand new episode of Creating Consciousness. Thank you for joining me here today somewhere within the digital ethers for an episode of Creating Consciousness that I truly believe we all need. The holiday season is upon us and honestly just hearing that, just saying that makes my butthole clench. Why? Well, because of the family drama. It's just inevitable. I envy those who can get together with their family over the holidays and there not be an ounce of drama. But for me, there's always drama. And I know for so many out there listening that you're not looking forward to the holidays either because of the potential drama that could come up when you have to go see your family. So that's why in this episode, we are going to break down how you can successfully deal with any family conflict that arises this holiday season. It is going to require strength on your part. It is going to require communication, but I'm going to be providing you with a lot of tips and tricks to help you get through this tough time. With a few simple mindfulness exercises, you can turn your holiday nightmare into some holiday magic. But of course, before we get into the bulk of today's episode, I want to remind you that if you leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast and send me a screenshot of your rating and review, you will be entered to win the replay of my four-part online course, Tarot for the Shadow. This course teaches you the ins and outs of how to read tarot for your own shadow work and to help you channel messages without having to use the guidebook. Just a few weeks ago, we wrapped up the class and it was magical. I look forward to offering it again in the new year, but in the meantime, you have a chance to snag it for free, by sending me a screenshot of your five-star rating and review for this podcast wherever you're listening. You can send your screenshot of the rating and review either to my Instagram at thisconsciousness or rebecca at thisconsciousness.com. Now, without further ado, let's get in to the episode. One of my all-time favorite books is called Growing Yourself Back Up by John Lee. And in this book, John Lee talks a lot about the concept of emotional regression. In fact, on the cover of the book is a child in like a businessman's suit that is way too big and doesn't fit the child. I'm sure when you hear me say that, you think of a time where your boss acted like a big old child. Yeah. Or, or you're thinking of the time when you were in a corporate setting and acted like a child because something didn't go your way. Perhaps your boss reminded you of your father. Anyway, emotional regression teaches us something. It teaches us where we are still wounded, where we are still wanting to or needing to heal. People emotionally regress when they have something that they are still working through or perhaps aren't working through that is emotionally, energetically, and subconsciously imprinted into the body. You've heard me say before that the body holds on to the memory of your trauma even if you can't consciously remember or like hear what it was. Your body holding on to the memory is like living in the ever-present past. It's so difficult to escape. But other times we don't even know we're regressing because it's just so embedded into our unconscious mind and anything can happen to where we just flip and we regress back to our wounded child state. This often happens when we feel misunderstood or people aren't seeing us or hearing us. And I love the way John Lee describes it. He always refers back to Ally McBeal, how when she would try to use her voice and she didn't feel heard or understood, she would shrink down to the small caricature. did I say that right? Version of herself. I've been there. If you're listening to this episode, you can probably think of a time when you've been there as well. It is a collective human experience that we share in not feeling seen, heard, or valued. Oftentimes in enmeshed families where there are no clear boundaries or people are often choosing sides, pitting people against each other, or within triangulated family dynamics where Two people in conflict often usually bring in a third person into that drama. We see regression happen. It's sort of inevitable, but don't worry. There are things that you can do. And I'm going to go over these things now, breaking them up into two categories. The first will be things that you can do before you go see your family this holiday season. And when I say before, I'm talking like right after this episode You start working on these things. And then the second category would be things that you can do while you're there with your family to keep yourself grounded and centered. Now, if you're wanting an episode on things that you can do if triggers arise, if you see yourself moving into a regressive state or your boundaries just aren't being uh, respected, let me know I can always drop a bonus episode before Thanksgiving or shall I say the day of remembrance for the mass genocide of Native American peoples as well as the theft of their lands. But we love Turkey, right? Anyway, if you want that bonus episode, let me know, slide into those DMs and tell me and I will release a bonus episode before Turkey Day. Ew, I'm cringing that I just said turkey day. And now a word from our sponsor. I'm always talking about having a variety of tools in your toolkit that you can use in times of need. Some of my personal favorite tools include shadow work, yoga nidra, breath work. But recently, I'm finding myself reaching for my stash of tarot CBD. Taro is a woman-owned CBD company providing you with signature blends of CBD, terpenes, and herbs to help you tune in to your everyday magic. Think of Taro CBD as the tool you need to achieve a more relaxed, more grounded version of you. Taro CBD combines a passion for organic herbs like turmeric, valerian root, and elderberry with CBD to help beat burnout, reduce stress, and to help you find your calm. Taro CBD's signature blends are unlike any other CBD product on the market. Taro is always made by hand in small batches with expertly sourced ingredients and U.S.-grown, full-spectrum CBD. All Taro products are third-party lab-tested to ensure purity, potency, and peace of mind. Plus, 5% of all Taro CBD sales are donated back to Girls, Inc., And we love a cannabis company that gives back and stands up for what is right. All CBD and herbs used in taro products are CO2 extracted to preserve the plant's full terpene profile, which makes taro CBD more potent than the average alcohol-based herbal tincture. Taro CBD is completely natural and contains no sweeteners, no flavors, or no preservatives. I use tarot CBD in my morning, afternoon, and evening routine, but my all-time favorite way to use tarot CBD is taking a dropper full of one of their herbal tincture blends right before I tune into an intuitive session. Using tarot CBD really helps me quiet my active, conscious monkey mind during my sessions so clear channeling can take place for my clients. I love Taro CBD because it gives me all the healing benefits of cannabis without feeling high or receiving any sort of intoxicating effects. Sometimes Taro CBD is just what I need to calm my nerves before a long day of work. And then after work, you'll find me soaking in a tub full of Tarot CBD's herbal-infused bath salts. And I swear, I've never slept better than after I take a bath with Tarot CBD bath salts. Tarot CBD is giving Creating Consciousness listeners a chance to expand their spiritual toolkit and tune into their everyday magic by offering 20% off all Tarot CBD products when you use code MAGICSHOP at checkout. That's 20% off all Tarot CBD products when you use code MAGICSHOP at checkout. Remember to shop small this holiday season and support a woman-owned business that's always giving back. Head to the link in the show notes to support Tarot CBD and get 20% off your purchase when you use code MAGICSHOP at www.tarocbd.com. The first thing I invite you to do before you go see your family for the holidays or before your family comes to you is to tune in and find out if there are any expectations or if you're placing any expectations on yourself. What I mean by this is tuning in and finding out if you are doing this, if you are celebrating the holidays with your family for yourself or if you are celebrating the holidays with your family for them to keep the peace. Because here's the thing, when you make a decision for the benefit of someone else to keep the peace, on the outside, things may seem peaceful, but on the inside, your nervous system is fighting itself because it's in this constant triggered state. And what you're doing is pushing all those emotions, what like what you are truly feeling, down, down, down. And what will likely happen is one little thing will send you into a state of regression to where you blow up and then the entire holiday is ruined for everyone. I've been that bitch. I'm just saying. I am the people-pleasing queen. I do a lot of things to make people feel happy. Oftentimes, I will state a boundary and say, I'm doing this, I'm stating this boundary for myself. And then I will be guilted into changing my expectation or my thought or my action. And it's no one else's fault except for my own. Because I am not strong enough to stand in my boundary and say, no, this is how it's going to be. Because immediately when someone tries to guilt me into something, I take on that guilt myself. And I don't want them to change their perception about me. So then I fall to my knees and I give in. All while my higher self is saying, stand tall, stand firm in what you are saying with the boundary that you are creating. And don't worry about how other people perceive it because that is their issue. Their perception is their issue. Someone else's perception is never your issue. So tune in, find out, or maybe just ask yourself the hard question. Are there any expectations? And know that it's your ego protecting you when you give in, when you feel guilted. Once you've made that decision, whether you are there for yourself or you're there for the benefit of others, regardless of what that answer is, perhaps it could be entirely different from the two that I mentioned. But what needs to happen next is you need to communicate your needs clearly. A lack of communication is the number one way for there to be a miscommunication. This happens a lot of the time because when we don't communicate our needs, the subconscious brain of another individual is going to fill in the missing information with their perceived mind. And I'll break it down into an example. If you see two co-workers talking across the way about something And one of them glances over at you in the middle of the conversation, but you have no idea what they are talking about, your subconscious mind, that monkey mind, that mind that is full of negative self-talk, is going to assume, fill in the blank, that those two coworkers were talking shit about you. I guarantee they were probably just talking about how underpaid they actually are and how they wish they were making more money. But do you see what I mean? You have to communicate your needs clearly. The way to do this is to get very, very clear on what it is that you need to create a healthy environment. This is as simple as saying, hi, when I come and stay at your place for the holidays, I'm going to need my own room. And if they say to you, no, I'm sorry, that's not going to work, you can't have your own room, well, then you can actively listen and say, okay, I hear you, I cannot have my own room. If that's the case, I'm going to find an alternative option for my lodging. What I am about to say is very privileged and I want you to know that I acknowledge it and I understand it and I know that not everyone will have this flexibility. But sometimes deciding to stay in an uncomfortable environment because you don't have the money to get lodging somewhere else may not be the best decision for your mental health. It's very difficult for me to say that as a white woman who is privileged, but I know for me that in some instances, in some circumstances, I'm not going to stay somewhere if I know I'm not going to feel safe. I would much rather invest the money in protecting my mental health and my emotional and spiritual well-being or even physical well-being by choosing to pay money to stay somewhere else. I know this isn't an option that is available to everyone, but there are creative solutions. We just have to look into them. We also have to come together as a community to create the support that others need. The other thing we have to be very careful of and clear about when we are communicating our needs is we have to be willing to compromise. But when I say compromise, I of course mean without sacrificing your own morals. And when communicating needs, you wanna make sure that you are also actively listening and understanding the needs of the other person who's trying to meet you where you're at. So have a conscious dialogue. And part of that is that active listening piece repeating back and affirming to the person that you hear them. Allow yourself to repeat certain elements of that conversation and as an acknowledgement that, okay, I hear you. I see you. Now I'm going to share this. And then and then you keep going down that path. Now the next part is understanding your triggers and what they are. You might even want to understand and get to know your triggers before you communicate your needs. This might be a very helpful step in that direction to help you clearly communicate what it is because you could be having this conversation with the person who triggers you. Understanding your triggers can be difficult. And when I say understand them, I don't mean that you need to know the ins and out of every trigger. You can make a list. I mean of like all the little things, big T, little T trauma things that trigger you. It can be as simple as the sound of someone chewing or a way I like to look at my triggers is by looking at what depletes me versus what replenishes or regulates me. We'll get into the regulation piece in just a little bit. But really taking out what dysregulates you or what depletes you can be a great way to identify your triggers. Another great way to understand what your triggers are is making a list of things that you would like to see trigger warnings for before you consume a type of media or content. Now, in what I just shared, I also mentioned what regulates you and what replenishes you. And with that, I invite you to make a list of self-regulatory tools. Anytime I work with a client when doing shadow work or psychic shadow work, the first thing we do is make a list of things that regulate them. Because when you are putting yourself or regressing yourself back to a time where you can be triggered, it's important that you have self-regulation tools. Like in EMDR therapy, you usually have some sort of safe space that you can go to after you do your reprocessing and reprogramming and desensitization. It's really important that you have that as well but it doesn't have to be a place that you go to. Making your list of self-regulation tools can be as simple as sitting and meditating. Connecting with your breath. A regulation tool could be making yourself a cup of tea, playing your sound bowls, pulling a tarot card, going outside and being with nature, shaking, dancing, drinking water, aggressively hydrating. Just do it, you're gonna feel so much better. And it might be crazy being with all your family and you're there shaking and dancing and they're thinking, what the hell is this crazy bitch doing? It doesn't matter, you're doing the things that you need to do to feel good and safe. That is priority. The next thing I would do before you go is to set an intention. Intention setting can be an incredible tool to help you come back to yourself. When you're setting your intention, I invite you to tune into your shadow, to allow your shadow to create the intention. Because what usually happens is the shadow is showing us the part of ourselves that's hidden or repressed or doesn't want to be seen. And what we can do in turn is take that, reprocess it and reprogram it and and turn it into something that comes from the heart. So if I don't feel safe and I don't feel seen or I don't feel supported, perhaps my intention would be, I am safe, I am supported, I am seen for who I am. And those can be words that you repeat to yourself while you are there with your family but it's also a way to come back to yourself. And I recommend doing this beforehand while you're still in a more relaxed environment because when you go or your family does arrive to your place or wherever you're going, that dysregulation can start at any moment. So do this work while you still feel at peace. So now you're there. You're there with your family. Holy shit, what do you do? Well, number one, be honest about your judgments. Become a conscious and silent observer of when you are judging others. I know for me that's going to be a challenge because I'll be honest, I am a very judgmental person and that is something I am working day in and day out on fixing correcting, understanding. Why am I judgmental? Because I'm fucking judgmental to myself and I take it out on other people, but I'm healing that. So this is one of the things that I'm going to be working with a lot, but being honest about your judgments can be very humbling, bring you back into this place of awareness where we understand that we are all just doing our best. Another way you can look at this is by focusing in on something you love about each person. Now I'm not going to say names, but one thing that I will be reminding myself as I sit across a table from someone that really dysregulates me is I'll be telling myself that they are beautiful, that they are so resilient, that they are one of the smartest people I know I'm also going to communicate clearly the desire to not have to sit across from them or next to them during the holiday meal. That's what I have to do to keep myself protected. To keep myself safe. You know, you could absolutely despise someone at your table's political beliefs. But there's probably something in them that you actually do love Maybe it's as simple as that they always give you the biggest piece of pie every year, even though you have completely opposite political views. And that's something that you can love and admire someone for. I'm just trying to really show you that it doesn't have to be like a big grand thing. You can love someone for the little things that they do, even if your views are completely different. Now it's infuriating, don't get me wrong. But by focusing on the love, that energy ripples out. People can feel that. I mentioned this slightly before, but just remember that we're all doing our best. And just because someone might have different views than you, it doesn't make them any better than you and it doesn't make you any better than them. We are all the same. We are all one. We are all going through collective trauma, individual trauma, big T, little t, but we are all going through our own individual human experience. We are just perceiving things through different lenses, through different life experiences, and this is how we are growing on a collective conscious level. It's just part of the human experience, my friends. I might be tempted to call out Uncle Bob for being a complete fucking racist But you know what? I might skip it this holiday. But I'm sure a shit going to remind him on Black Friday that he's a fucking racist. Anyway, ignore me being a smart ass. The next thing you can do while you are with your family is to model the behavior you want to see in others. This sort of reminds me of that golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. But it also reminds me of just coming back to the self and living Your practice. It's so funny because there are so many yogis in the world who will practice yoga and do all these things, but at the end of the day, they're not living a yogic life. They're just there to sweat it out in their hot yoga studio. And that's coming from someone who tried hot yoga and absolutely fucking hated it. I hate sweating. But anyway, the yogi leaves the class and they completely abandon the practice of yoga, they don't live it. If you don't want people to call you out for things, then don't go calling other people out for things. It's kind of like a mind-your-own-business type of situation. Situation. Anyway. Now for some of the more spiritual things you can do. Definitely shield your energy. And here are a couple ways you can do that. One thing that Demi Lauren, who has been a guest on this podcast – She is a healer that I go to regularly and something she always tells me is to come back to my divine line. At the end of the day, just come back to my divine line, come back to center. And that's something that I just tell myself, like I am coming back to my divine line. I'll do some hand movements to just help with that visualization and draw that energy in. And I just place my hands like along the center meridian of my body and I sit in that energy. And just come back to this present meditative state. The other thing you can do is just go outside and ground. Take your shoes off. Go outside. Connect with the earth. Place those feet flat on the earth. Like there is nothing better than that. You can also do the ring of fire exercise. This is one that my mentor always spoke about as well as her mentor too it's envisioning a circle of blue flames, cool blue flames around you. And then around those cool blue flames, you have red flaming hot flames. And nothing can penetrate that circle of flames. And what's really cool about this is you can play with this just to test how it works. Next time you're in the car... Imagine this ring of fire around both you and your vehicle and then play with how big this circle is. Does it stay in your lane or does it expand out into other lanes? How many car lengths in front of you and behind you does the circle expand? And watch as you expand this circle energetically, watch how the cars around you will move. Just pay attention to it. Don't go in with expectation, of course, but just just watch how things play out. It blows my mind. I always do the ring of fire when I'm driving, when I need extra peace, when I'm kind of in like a frantic state. I do ring of fire. I stay in my lane. People stay away from me. It's really great. And now I do this with people too. And it's almost as if I am setting an intention and people just, just disappear. Pe- energies that I don't want to deal with, they go away. Another one of my favorites is just tuning in to golden white light. Envision yourself being protected by golden white light. Nothing can penetrate, harm, or hurt you while you are surrounded by this angelic Cosmic light energy. But even then, if you do feel like you need extra support, go ahead and call on Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael carries around this giant sword that will just cut out any sort of toxic negative energy and keep you in a state of protection. You can also do this at night. If you're having bad dreams, call in Archangel Michael. He'll cut those bad dreams right out. It is miraculous, honestly. And finally, what I think may be one of the most important things that you can do for yourself while you are with your family, trying to be present, trying to keep your calm, keep your cool and avoid family drama, the biggest thing I personally believe you can do is to watch your alcohol intake. The holidays with my family are really, really big drinking days. Wine, whiskey, scotch, bourbon. I mean, we start drinking alcohol in the morning. Champagne, lots and lots of champagne. And this year, I have to facilitate ceremonies on Thanksgiving Day. So I will not be consuming Any alcohol this Thanksgiving so I can stay in a present grounded state. This is something I'm really looking forward to because I've never had a sober holiday. In fact, I can't believe I'm going to admit this on the podcast, but a lot of the holidays I've had in the past, not only was I drinking alcohol, but when I had a Xanax prescription, I was taking Xanax at the same time, which is Highly, highly unhealthy, dangerous, and life-threatening. Do not do that. But what I was doing is I was numbing every little thing I ever felt. And that's not okay. And there is nothing wrong with enjoying a beverage. An adult. A beverage. But you have to watch your intake. Loose lips sink ships. And like, not to throw some World War II propaganda at you. But when you drink alcohol, your inhibitions are released. And we tend to say things we don't actually want to say. Perhaps these are things we wish we would have just kept to ourselves. I know when I drink alcohol, I tend to start calling people out. I think I'm invincible. Yeah, just watch yourself. If you do feel you need support through some actual form of medicine this holiday season, I do recommend replacing alcohol with CBD. It can be very grounding and very calming without being intoxicating. Unlike alcohol, CBD actually has medicinal value where it can keep you in this balanced homeostasis. It can keep you regulated, whereas alcohol or other substances are just dysregulators. CBD can help you keep your calm, come back to that grounded state of awareness, and you're just going to be so much more present and relaxed as opposed to going down these rabbit holes that alcohol can take you down. Eh. CBD, I know is going to be my lifesaver, along with all these other tools and tips and tricks that I just shared with you. Now, if you have any questions about any of the tips or tricks that I just shared, please feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram at this consciousness or send me an email Rebecca at thisconsciousness.com. I would love to chat with you and answer any questions that you may have. I understand that the holidays are tough. And perhaps during the actual holidays, go back to season one of this podcast and just scroll through those episodes and just pick one that you feel intuitively drawn to. That's going to take you to a daily card reading episode that I used to do. And those episodes can provide you a lot of energetic guidance and offer you some shadow work prompts and affirmations to help you move through some more complicated energies But of course, I'm always here. This episode is evergreen. It'll always be around for you to tune into over the holidays. And of course, if you're wanting a bonus episode where we talk about things that you can add to your toolkit to help regulate yourself in times when you're triggered over the holidays, send me that message. And if I get enough people who want it, I will go ahead and record that episode for you before next Thursday. I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Creating Consciousness. And remember, you are loved. You are supported. You are divinely guided. And you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week, or maybe sooner, with another episode for you all. Until then, conscious creators.